Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. <laughs> Listen, we haven't done news since, like, I don't know, that D23? Yeah. Um, so a lot of shit's happened. We're not going to talk about even one-tenth of it. But we're certainly going to talk about the most important event, which is that DC has a new head, two heads. Uh, James Gunn and some guy Peter <laughs> Peter Safran who pr- produced the Shazam movie. It's so funny you say this is the most important news because I always wonder about this. So like I assume the people that listen to our podcast, the importance is probably not the crowd. are like a little more plugged in than just like the your average casual Joe. viewer, right? Right, casual person just goes like, oh, another movie with Superman. I like that guy. Cool. Right. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. But uh, at the same time, like we don't even know if. There will be a movie under James Gunn's leadership. No, that's correct. <laughs> this that is, is true. There's so much of this stuff that it like it's it's news stuff happens, but it, it has no material like repercussions. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's it is like I agree with you no, on I, some level. I, I that it's, c- it's like it's a it's a big you know shocking uh, event. It's a shift for DC, but also like one of their many. And it we'll, may not fucking matter. It may not even matter. But anyway, let's talk about it. Okay, so I think it's important to kind of lay the timeline out here. A little I bit. I agree totally. So let's start with before James and Peter become co CEOs. Black Adam comes out right, yep. and The Rock is like. It just it basically admits on the red carpet that movie sucks. You should go see it because Henry Cavill is back <laughs> yeah. as Superman. Yeah. That is the the end credit scene. He spoils it before the movie comes out because he knows that's the only way you're going to make it come out. And then like two weeks later, James Gunn is announced to be the new CEO right. of DC. Yep. I think that's important because... And we'll get into it more as we go on. The Rock has never congratulated James Gunn. Oh, really? <laughs> That guy's a PR genius. Right. He has never publicly said anything about it. That's incredible. All right. That I mean, that is not an accident. No. no. I, I also love that we're turning like the, the machinations of this stodgy entertainment industry into like behind the scenes wrestling stuff. Yeah, it's basically a wrestling <laughs> yeah. angle. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's just shows that either A, this happened real quick, or B it's probably B. There's just so many different things going on at Warner Brothers that the right hand has no fucking. I, abso- what the left I absolutely hand's think doing. that's what it is. Yeah, I. I mean, again, we'll talk. Uh, we can get more into it, but as the months have progressed, all of November, basically. Oh, and I should pause here for a second. One thing that makes James Gunn unique versus anyone else in Hollywood is he will tell you straight up you're wrong on Twitter. Right. Like, there's none of the, like, the spoiler right. game shit like that. Right. He does not play that. Right. Um, and so all these people are like, oh, this is what he's going to do. This he's like, no, fuck you. No one knows what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going right. to do. And so in the last week... They've been formulating a plan that'll apparently be revealed early next year. So I'm thinking like January or something. They'll announce their phase one. But we've learned that basically everyone who is under contract at DC no longer is. Right. Right. Shockingly. Right. Including Patty Jenkins has been pulled from Wonder Woman 3. Yep. Gal Gadot probably is no longer Wonder Woman, though she tweeted out the day before that news right. that she was excited for the future of Wonder Woman. Henry Cavill quit The Witcher, no longer Superman. Yep. Ben Affleck might be coming back, but not as Batman, but as a director. <laughs> 
Shit's nuts. What do we think? How do we feel? Well, first of all, when this was first announced, I would have said, man, this is so great that they've actually went with a creative. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying they didn't. Like, obviously, James Gunn has a, you know, a, a great resume. Our last episode was us just raving about right, James Right, that Gunn. is true. But this is really feeling like he was the low bidder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there is a lot of just purely financial decisions. Uh, just right off the top, the, one of the first things, actually, I'm going to go with the very first thing we, we heard, and then the first really disappointing thing we heard. Let's one of the first things James Gunn said was, there's not going to be four Batman. And it seems like there's not going to be four Batman. So... Not too long after that, we get that list of things that at one point were happening and now now aren't. Now, in these last few weeks, we're starting to hear that there would at least be... Like, when you hear there's not going to be four Batman, you're like, okay, there's only going to be one Batman. So this Michael Keaton thing kind of makes sense. But now we're hearing there's probably at least going to be two Batman. Yeah. So if they're not worried about two Batman confusing <laughs> the brand... What's the fucking problem with three? Give me this Batman Beyond movie, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen that. I feel like that is the movie that fans have been clamoring for for a while now, anyway. Right. And was like, do Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. Right. Uh, before Clint Eastwood talked to that chair, they said Clint Eastwood. But now, <laughs> now it's Michael Keaton. It feels like one of those uh, uh, like things where they quote you in the article where it said, you know, James Gunn says, there's not going to be four Batman. And then the dot, dot, dot. And then the dot, dot, dot is comma. There's going to be three Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you could have just done. I mean, I, I you just want the name recognition of Bruce Wayne. But could you have just made Terry McGinnis? The DCU Batman, I think that would have been totally fine. Well, here is my thing. I think to do Terry McGinnis, you do have to have Bruce Wayne. But I'm going to say... I mean, long run. After that first yeah. Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond movie. This might be my most controversial opinion I've ever laid down on the real phonies. Terry McGinnis, greater than Bruce Wayne. Ooh. Mm. Just so you visualize the ma- the mathematical equation. The alligator mouth... He's pointing at Terry McGinnis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's why I think that. With that, you have what is probably the greatest superhero, like, secret identity set up, which is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, the tragic origin, the high mm-hmm. school, the uh, hard luck. And you mix that with the coolest gimmick of all time, which is Batman. And then you make it cooler with a cooler fucking outfit. Like, how are we not? And it also just seems like it fits James Gunn better. Like, his best stuff, or his only stuff, really, has been taking shit that people really didn't care that much about and making something awesome out mm-hmm. of it. Guardians and that Suicide Squad movie are both those things. So it's just a real bummer that this isn't happening. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the big news, I think, that's come out in the last few days is Henry Cavill just very publicly was like, left a meeting with James Gunn. Sad news. Yep. No longer Superman. Like, just just after... And I mean, like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, he, I'm, af- I'm afraid to stand on, on Henry Cavill's side because I feel like I'm only a couple years away from not wanting to, to take that stance. But, for now... Right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like, I knew that dude loved Duke being the Witcher. You know, like, that was, right. like, his fucking jam. He had, like, a lot of opinions about how the show should be going. And right. it wasn't 
going that direction, but he was still doing it. And people <laughs> loved it because he was that guy. Like it was one hundred percent. That show would not have been anything if he was not attached to it. 100%. I think zero people watched that movie for anything except for him. Absolutely. Uh, and so you know we don't we don't know exactly why he left The Witcher, but a million dollars an episode. He left a million yeah. dollars an episode. <laughs> But I, I think the the presumption was, or the, the the assumption was that he had been in this Black Adam movie. Maybe he has a future in DC. Maybe this he doesn't have time for it because he's making a Superman right. movie or is a, involved as Superman in some <laughs> DC project. And then, like, yeah, two weeks later, three weeks later, or whatever, to find out that he's also just, despite the fun cameo in Black Adam, which was probably the most fun part of Black Adam, yeah. that no, he's just never coming back to this role again. <laughs> uh, I mean- it does. I think it sucks because I do think Henry Cavill was good as Superman. He wasn't in any good Superman but movies. But he wasn't in any good <laughs> yeah, Superman 100%. movies. Definitely never got to make a movie as good as he was as the character. Yeah. I, I do think he. Henry Cavill, I feel like, has the potential to be the kind of fan that I hate who, <laughs> like, demands accuracy mm-hmm, in right. things. Um, so the rumor is he left The Witcher because he was constantly fighting for accuracy yeah. with those people. And they were like, oh, Henry would be on set. And we were like, we should change this dialogue to page 214 from one of these fucking books. And that just sounds like the most annoying person. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't know that I really would have wanted maybe his Superman movie. But listen, now he's doing that Warhammer 40K show. He's the guy in charge. He gets to do exactly what he wants to do. Everybody wins. I mean, that is true. Counterpoint to that, though. Would you rather have somebody who is obsessively, I don't know, detail-oriented about making sure it's it's tied to the source material and getting it as closely as possible, or somebody who hates Superman? No, I mean, I I agree with that. I think (laughs) if you were saying on a scale, I'd rather do that, but... I feel like, I mean, I say I feel like James Gunn's going to write a good Superman movie, but he wrote Brightburn, and that's a Superman movie, right. and it sucks. What had, what the fuck happened to the, the Ta-Nehisi Coates written Superman movie? That's it's still, it, it's, it's, it's it's still in development. Yeah, no right. fucking way. Yeah. It's got to be done. I um, mean, one, because J.J.'s done. I yeah. mean, nobody gives a shit about that guy anymore. Right. I mean, that J.J.'s definitely not going to come in and work for yeah. uh, James Gunn. This, I mean, this is definitely one that I feel like was totally a financial decision. Because, okay, if what we're making is a younger Superman movie, but not an origin, then we're basically doing the same era as the Batman just did. We're doing like a year two. Mm-hmm. We're doing a guy early in his career, still getting to know his powers, but not dealing with the thing. Henry Cavill's the right age for that. He's like three years older than Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he would have been fine, but Henry Cavill as Superman probably costs more than some guy as Superman. Yeah, uh, which, which I, I want to be clear: the reason Henry Cavill costs more than some guy is because he was some guy. You made him Superman, and people <laughs> liked him, and right. so that's why you have to pay him. Right, right. When he started, he was just some guy. Yep. Um, you know, I hope that they're doing a Superman movie of that era. I really hope they do uh, Grant Morrison's first run in the New Fifty Two. Uh, he did like a, a early Superman story. Uh, you know, it's probably visually you'd recognize is the jeans and t-shirt Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it'd make a really good Superman movie and I think it'd be a good fit for James Gunn. But who knows what they're going to do because this shit's a mess. Are any of us going to miss Patty Jenkins? No, I mean, I don't. I I am of the, the opinion that Wonder Woman 1 is not as good as Mega 
people make it out to be. Right. And Wonder Woman 84 is not the worst fucking comic book movie ever made. Like, there's an average in there somewhere, and uh, they're not that far apart. I'll, I'll agree with you on half of that. <laughs> but Wonder Woman 84 might be the worst movie I ever watched in my life. So, I mean, and I, I, you know, I've brought this up before, but you guys remember going into it, I was convinced it was going to be. You were. That might have been your fault. That's your fault. I I, I was like, okay, you know, Wonder Woman was okay, but that's because she was tied to a thing and she had to fulfill that thing. Left her own devices, she'll make something great. And she did not. No, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I'll ever rewatch it. Right. I just don't think it was that much drastically worse than Wonder Woman. But this is also why I think that Gail Godot has gone, probably gone yeah, too. Yeah, she's gone. she's like, you know, again, some chick will do it for less money than mm-hmm. Gail Godot. I don't think there's any, if there was any one person to bring back, it was Henry Cavill. And right. if you decided Henry wasn't it, then they're all fucking gone. Just scorch the earth. Yeah. Except for John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> See, uh, but I wonder if he even has to accept, I mean, yeah, John Cena, like- are you going to say no to Margot Robbie as fucking Harley Quinn? Oh, Quayne? yeah, that was also like, not going anywhere. Right. I and uh, I get it. You want to start over. You want to start fresh. You want to do your own thing. You want to take the Marvel model because that's what you learned. But also, like, couldn't you just spend, like, an extra $10 million to make the end of The Flash just be like, oh, shit started over. Right. And it, you could pick and choose whatever you want to do. Right. This guy's the same guy, but it's not the same story. Yeah. This guy's not even the same guy, you know, that sort of thing. Totally. This is unrelated to what we're talking about, but isn't it wild that out of some random Batman the Animated Series writer's brain, Harley Quinn became yeah. like the most stable DC character in 2022, like 30 years later? Yeah. What? <laughs> what understand? This is just a, a, a throwaway character that one writer had a boner for and just kept bringing back and now and it's not like the most reliable <laughs> money maker <laughs> yeah. that they have to totally. put on screen right now yeah yeah i don't know shit's nuts i don't think any of us can really have a, a good opinion on what's gonna happen but one thing i'm really thankful for is it's just fucking i'm so done with like scoop culture on the internet right. and fucking this is it this right. is the end of it and thank god well I will say when that first uh, the first article was the Hollywood Reporter article, yeah. right? I really honestly thought, oh, that's just market research. I we also a, thought that too. We put a bunch of shit out here. We leak it like it's really happening. And we then, see what people yeah. relates to, but people related to it, and they just went ahead. I mean, you know, like positive and negatively, and they just went ahead and did what they were going to do anyway, which yeah. I kind of respect even though I don't know if it'll work out. Yeah. Since nothing they've done has really worked out. I mean, they're definitely just going to bite the bullet, I think. Right. I mean, you have to... I don't have this opinion, but apparently a large people on the internet do. They're like, well, why the fuck do I need to go... Why do I need to pay for these four movies coming out next year if they're not going to matter? Right. And like, fuck, the Batman is not in the same universe as everything else. Why? Right. You don't care about that. Like, you're just making excuses. But, I mean, you have to... They, they have to know... That, yeah, there could be some financial loss here. And God, The Flash has to be $300 million at this point. Yeah, right? 100%. Shit was in production for like four years. Aquaman 2, probably another $300 million. Speaking of which, that's the other one we should talk about. This is one of those rumors that can't be true, but God, I hope it's true. You're talking about Momoa? Momoa dropping out as Aquaman and coming back as Lobo. Yeah. Fucking great. Because, I mean, first of all, he he kind of plays Lobo more than he plays Aquaman. That's the sure, character sure, sure. he wanted to play, is my I mean, understanding. Is allegedly, that. he owns every Lobo yeah. comic. Let that guy have it. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that means he probably gets that this is a joke character, that it's not really like a serious Wolverine Punisher type character. I'm super on board with that. Also, Momoa just seems like a, a, a fun guy, you know? Yeah. If anybody could pull off, hey, in this same universe, I'm just going to stop playing this one guy and play this other guy. I think people would get on board with it for him. Also, they're fucking movies. Right. So, like, right. who cares? I think, okay, here's where I think it is. I think there is... On on the left-hand side over here, we have a group of people who are the I-go-see-a-movie-once-a-year guys, and they won't even notice it. That's exactly. True. And then there's us on the other side who are just like, you know, who cares? Whatever goes, let's have it. But there's a, there's a, there's a section in the middle that won't be confused at all, but will be angry at the idea that someone might be confused. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, that is a strong geek belief. Uh-huh. Anyway, anything else on James Gunn? No, I mean, the only thing I would say is the first thing you announce is whether it, it comes off the heels of Liz and Henry Cavill, but Superman absolutely has to be the focus, I think. Yeah. And saying, like, this is the movie we're already writing, we're already thinking about, that is a good decision, in my opinion. So, do you think they'll have to do a Batman in this universe, right? I'm if, sure. If, you know, it's not going to be patents, and they'll still be. Or do you think they would try to do DCU with just with just now without Batman or with Batman as a shadow as something that people just mention? I don't know why it can't be Pattinson. I think I I personally think eventually it will be because by the time they get this stuff off the ground, the second the Batman movie will be out. Hopefully, it won't be as shitty as the first. And uh, and at that point, I think we can figure out a way to fit these together. You know, the rumor, it feels like all the pressure, and who knows if this is true, but is the idea is the villain's going to be Mr. Freeze, right? Right. And the Batman too. That's what everybody's like pushing for. That seems to be in line with what Matt Reeves did with the Riddler and, and Batman 1. Right. If you're going to have a dude who has to keep himself at below freezing temperatures to save his fucking dead wife... You absolutely can have Superman exist in the same universe. <laughs> you can have Aquaman, you can have the Green Lantern, yeah. you can have fucking Mixelplick. None of that is dumber than that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's James Gunn. Dude, let me pull my phone out. Do we have time for anything yes. else? I do not envy his life for the next few no, years. No, it's terrible. I, I, I mean, look, he, he this is a bet he chose, you know? I, I, envy his, I envy his bank account. Okay, so the other only other piece of news I think that's not like trailers, and we can do like lightning round trailers, is that um, Aaron Taylor Johnson may be the new James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> There's not like anything confirming this, but a Yahoo article or something. But listen, he's handsome; he can kick ass. Dude, I I wouldn't have had any interest in it before before seeing Bullet Train. He has the exact right ratio of suave and kind of thuggish hmm. to. To pull off Bond, I'd be super on board. I mean, you know, Cavill doesn't have a job. But that's true. That's true. <laughs> but again, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I mean, is like, he's Hollywood fit. He's yeah. Hollywood handsome. But like, you could still probably lose him in a crowd. Like, the, <laughs> the idea that Henry Cavill could be a secret anything is hilarious. <laughs> right. He's so fucking big. He's dude. so fucking big. <laughs> he's so big. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, fucking trailers. We had some lots of good ones come out recently. Yep. We're going to lightning round them. Indy 5. What's the name of it? Uh, the Dial, Dial of yes. Destiny. Di yeah. Uh, man, I, I fucking loved this. It's a good you know? trailer. It's, I was, oh, it's, it's so important to come into, like, 
I don't know. I don't know what my expectations were about this movie. I, I just, I'm nervous anytime Harrison Ford makes a movie at this point because right. he just doesn't seem like he wants to do it, but right. he keeps doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, especially after, I, I know, Hurt, you're a defender of the fucking Crystal Skull, which is, you know, that's your right as an American. I'm, but <laughs> I'm a very slight defender. That's fine. I wanted, I, I liked it the first time I watched it, and I've chosen to never But, watch but in it. general, I think the, the, the American populace, the world populace has died. This is the death of this franchise, right. and, that, and that's like okay, you know, like right. we've seen it, we've we've seen when it's supposed to end, and it did. Right. Uh, and so, like, uh, you know, I didn't have high expectations coming into this, but it looks super fucking fun. It does. I got so excited watching the trailer, so much more than I thought I would. I mean, I I was not into the idea of doing this without Spielberg as the yeah. director. I was like, if he can't do it, then let's just not do it. But man. I didn't really know, at least in this little bit I saw, I didn't really notice the difference. It felt like Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mads as fucking Nazi villain. I just, Perfect. I love right. their commitment to the Nazis. Yeah. Well, so, you've tried not Nazis. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. Right. Make some secret Argentinian Nazis that escape Germany be the villains. That could, they could still be there. And you know what? Nazis are relevant again. Bring that's, them back. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. I mean, you can make the Russians the bad guys, but you know, I mean, you they know, tried that in Kingdom of the Crystal yeah, Skull. It doesn't work. It's they're just not as easy to hate. Yeah, Mads looks just like the fucking dude from Raiders, and like it's it's the glasses. I don't know. It's the mm-hmm. callback, but I'm I don't know. I'm really excited for it. It's gonna be good. Maybe not. I like that trailer. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, is that the name of that movie? Something like that. Listen. It kind of looks fun. Sure. There's fucking robot gorilla fighting a robot. I'm just worried truck. it's going back into bay territory. It does look bay And I just loved Mumblebee so much. It would be a drag if we're back to, you know, weird insect faces and, you know, bodies that are always moving and shit I like mean, that. the 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 Optimus Prime looks, it, it seems like a middle ground. Right. It, it definitely takes from both yeah. right. movies. Uh, yeah, and definitely I think the reveal of this trailer for for at least us non-Transformers officiators, fuck. Aficionados. aficionados holy shit uh is that optimus prime and optimus primal are different fucking people <laughs> yeah i don't know if that is established lore but i thought they were the same i always assumed so even though the name was different i was just like i don't know he just did a weird thing when he get turned into a gorilla i thought they crash landed on this planet yeah and then he copied the fucking local populace yeah. which were animals but i I think I already knew that, but I think the lore i've built in my head of it is also wrong so uh <laughs> He talks about Optimus's future, so I'm holding out that they're the same fucking person. Oh, there you go. Time travel. Yeah, he's time traveling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say Beast Wars, which this is inspired by, was the first experience I've had in my, I I say it's adult life, but I was like 19. Uh, You know, pseudo-ish adult life, legally adult life. Going back and watching something from the kid. Of recognizing I can't trust my nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's terrible. The moment it came on Netflix, was like, fuck yeah, this is my favorite show as a kid. I made it like, 17 minutes into the first episode like oh no i don't want to watch any more of this it's bad it's really bad well i mean nothing ages worse than early cgi yeah yeah you know i mean like it just looks it just looks like some shit somebody made on a windows 98 computer now it's because they did there's a there's a a bit in that show where optimus primal dies and then comes back as another gorilla but with a hoverboard and if they don't do that in this fucking movie i'm gonna be mad as shit (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, Vox Machina Season 2 Woo! comes out in a month. Yeah, a month. We got our first trailer. 
It looks more expensive, I felt like. It looks fucking no, good. No, definitely. I, I think, I mean, this was a very successful show for Amazon last yeah. year. Yeah. It, it's like highly rated now that we're getting into like award season. It was great. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was just expecting us to like it because we watched the fucking show. But I'm right. glad other people like it. In my mind, because we talked about this, you talked about this last week, going back to Vox Machina, like the audio quality is such garbage. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's like the most stereotypical campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, they they go like just standard, like hardcore fantasy, hardcore fantasy, you know, standard, like pseudo European, Mm -hmm. whatever fucking thing. Uh, It's very like, I don't know what I'd imagine is like by the books, what people imagine Dungeons and Dragons to be. And so like in my, in my head, I think it's not as fun. As like some of the newer campaigns where he's done more creative stuff, but then I watch it's like, oh shit! Every one of these arcs is a banger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Whitestone is obviously like the the thing that I think really hooked people in, but the fucking Chroma Conclave is really good. It's really good. I'm glad we're getting two seasons to really flesh it out because it's a lot. Yes. Um, but. So I mean, wait, is this supposed to be done over two seasons? I think they're doing Chroma Conclave over two and three. Okay. Yeah, and then maybe we'll get a fourth where they do Vecna, but I think that's what they said whenever they debuted the first trailer. Yeah, but you know, anytime Amazon doesn't cancel something after the first season, for sure. A so yeah, and this definitely looks like they doubled down on it. it yes, looks, it looks good. Yeah, mostly excited. I just want to know who fucking is playing Raishan. That's like the number one thing. Yeah, for yeah. Me. I want to know who plays Raishan. Ant Man Quantumania had a trailer. It was good. It was yeah. good. Kang is going to be awesome, I think. Jonathan Majors is going to kill that I was about to say, that's the thing. I realize now, I I, I don't love either of the Ant-Man movies. And I've kind of realized it's because I hate everybody in the cast. I love Paul Rudd. I don't know if this is that character is the full potential of Paul Rudd, but right. you know it's still it's still Paul Rudd. But like, I don't care for Michael Douglas. I don't care for fucking Lily, whatever her fucking yeah. name is. Right. Uh, and you know what's what's uh, her the mother's name? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like you know, like good for her getting work, but she doesn't do anything for me. Right. Uh, but I'm a hundred percent in on this movie just for Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah. Majors is doing it for me right now. Yeah. He looks super fucking fun as Kang. I'm in. They got the look completely right. He's going to fucking kill it. Sorry, Kurt, go ahead. Here, here's what's annoying me about this movie. There's a comic from the 70s called Micronauts. Uh, the first 12 issues is done by this artist named Michael Golden, who I love. There's two issues of it I don't have and have not really been in any hurry to get them because they kind of just hung out in dollar bins for years and years. Uh, but now. But now, you know, since the quantum verse basically is the microverse from Micronauts and a lot of the character designs kind of look the same for the stuff, those comics have went through the fucking roof. So I probably will never have that shit now. So fuck this movie. I'll watch it, but still, it's fucking with my livelihood. Super Mario Brothers. This trailer's fucking great. Y'all. It's a good trailer. Uh, this movie looks like damn near perfect what it yeah. should look like. Like it, and I like that we hit like a variety of things. There was almost like a either a Mario Kart section. Obviously, we're introducing characters from, like, different universes. We see Donkey Kong in there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. It looks pretty good. I know people are upset about Chris Pratt, but honestly, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's fine. I mean, it seems like they really thought, hey, let's finally not fuck this up. Yeah. Let's yeah. finally do a Nintendo movie that people like. And Barbie. I like that trailer. Did you watch it? Yes. 
Dude, it's fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yep. Hilarious. I I, I didn't watch it. I, I should have. It's so good. You know when the monkeys are like beating on the rocks and the thing shows right. up? It's that, but it's little girls and a fucking Barbie doll. <laughs> and it's hysterical. It's very good. <laughs> it's got the soundtrack and everything. I, I'm already it. convinced that this is going to be one of my favorite movies of oh, next year. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks bizarre. And nuts, and I just can't wait. For I it. just like a swing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like <laughs> go for it. Right. Why in the world did Greta Gerwig and Noah Bombback write the fucking Barbie movie? <laughs> but I am so happy <laughs> yeah, I live too. in yeah. that universe. <laughs> it feels like the less likely of the universes, but yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I ended up in the good one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all I had. You don't want to talk about Bob Iger or anything. I mean, listen, I could talk about Bob Iger really fast. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about Bob Iger. Um, you guys aren't as in deep as I am in the... Uh, you read his fucking book. I that is, that is I in deep. Um, uh, in, the, in the Disney sphere. But listen, back in the summer, Bob Chappick signed a three-year extension as right. CEO of uh, the Walt Disney Company. And he's just made a lot of shitty decisions. This is repeatedly. The park experience fucking sucks right now because it feels like they're nickel and they're not they're not it doesn't feel like it you are being nickeled and dying right and it's just very annoying used to play a premier price tag and all this other shit was included because you paid for it up front um and so for like at a 10 p.m on a sunday night for them to be like fuck it that guy's out Iger's back for two years (laughs) the world rejoice um I would I would temper expectations. I don't imagine Josh Romero still in charge of parks. Those problems are still going to exist. Uh, he's only back for two years. I think his primary job is to get Disney Plus financially solvent because it's in the hole right now. Right, and he needs to actually fucking train his successor. Right. They hated each other, so I don't even know how Chappic got put in charge. Right. But I don't know. It's a good day to be a Disney fan. It, it, it like with Daddy some, Iger back. Something dramatic had to have happened because, as you pointed out, this shit happened like the middle of a Sunday, not like a work day. You know, yeah. like it's not like these executives are fucking at work at Sunday at eight o'clock. I feel like something happened for right. so for like, this big changeover the, at such an odd time, the, so abruptly. The word was two weeks before they had a you know their quarterly call and they were updating things and Disney Plus was like 1.5 billion dollars in the red which truthfully that business is only 3 years old and it obviously took a ton of money to create so that's right. probably not the worst thing but they want to see a plan to get it out of the red and in the black the other thing is you have the president of Walt Disney saying adults don't like animation yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. like at that moment you go we got to get this fucking guy out of here <laughs> right. and they did and they did <laughs> yeah um, so I really, I think that call, like, obviously people, fans have been saying all this stuff on the internet, but I think that call, he's in front of the fucking board and all these investors and he's saying this shit. People are like, okay, we can't do this. Anymore. Right. This right. has got to go. So that's what I got to say about Bob Iger. Yeah. Fuck Bob. Never mind. I was going to say Chappen. fuck Bob Check. I couldn't say it. It's <laughs> yeah. Gone. Fuck that guy. I mean, definitely he was trying to fucking run it like a fucking chain store that has expanded as much as it can now yeah. it's just like okay we gotta start cutting costs just start cutting costs and uh and man i think the company that owns fucking everything in entertainment probably doesn't need to do that now yeah they can probably still afford to spend some more yeah well and it, one of the big examples that people really gave was that universal 
is building a third park in Orlando, Epic Universe. And the whole thing will take about five years to build. It's taken Disney five years to build Tron Light Cycle in Orlando. That's one fucking ride. Right. And, like, if you're going to keep competing, you haven't updated that park in 20-plus years since Animal Kingdom came out. You need a fifth fucking park there. Right. You need a plan to get people back in Disney World instead of saying, well, now it's going to be $200 a fucking day. Right. No more Fast Passes anymore. You got to pay for that shit. Shit used to be included for free. Right. Um, It's no more dining plan. You don't get to pay for your food up front. Like, it's just, it really has. They don't don't need to be doing that. They make plenty of money. Right. I could go on. I know. That's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we want to cover while we're here? Nope. All right, I didn't think so. Well, that's some of the news. Again, as we established, we're not going to get all of it. If you've missed something that you wanted to talk about, send it in. We'll talk about it later. Maybe. Hashtag real phonies. Re- hashtag real phonies. So anyway, what else have we been watching the last week, guys? Well, I moved into my new house, so I haven't watched much. So I'm going to quasi-sequel to what I talked about last week, and both you and me. Okay. Together. I'm going to combine it. So I talked to, uh, I think I said this on here. I might have just told you guys separately, but I've been listening to Fly on the Wall, which is David Spade and Dana Carvey's podcast about Saturday Night Live. Right. And I said they're terrible hosts, and that is true. Right. But this month, December, marks the 25th anniversary of Chris Farley's death. And so they're doing, they did like last week and this week was like, it's like five total hours of content where they just, like a ton of cast members, people who were in Tommy Boy, uh, they all just call in and they all talk about Chris Farley. Mm. And honest to God, they do a great job. Like it wow. really is a beautiful tribute to Chris Farley. And those two guys do a really good job of like um, curating all those conversations mm. and things like that. Um, it was really, really good. Of course, since I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, I fucking need to watch Saturday Night Live again. Um, I was obsessed as a teenager. Like, if you discover SNL is like twelve or thirteen, that's you just that's your personality for right. like four fucking years. Right. Um, and so I'm like, I need to watch Saturday Night Live again. And this brings me to the hurt part of this conversation, okay. which is that the only place you can watch Saturday Night Live is on fucking Peacock. <laughs> that is true. It's off Hulu now. Yeah. Uh, and they only have one season for free. Right. Their original season. What? Yes. <laughs> and. Listen, that's fucking gatekeeping. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I get that as a streaming service, you have the right to have your content and make me fucking pay for it. But Peacock, you don't have that right. That fucking sucks. No one should take credit for it. That's fucking nearly 48 years of content. You are holding behind a fucking paywall, and I'm not happy about it. It makes me so mad. I agree. I refuse. To pay for Peacock. (laughs) I refuse. I am a streaming whore, but I am not that. And I, no offense. I know you pay for it. I mean, it does seem weird that you pay, that's essentially paying for free. Yeah. Like NBC is a free network. And exactly. You, and you're paying for NBC. That's, it is kind of ridiculous. I just love Law and Order a lot. Yeah. When, uh, before we meet up, I'm, I often try to guess what you guys are going to talk about and on what you're watching. Like, you know, sometimes I'm wrong on Jones. Sometimes I'm right. I'm always right on Nips. Mm-hmm. It's always some anime I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. If you guys would have tried this week, you probably could have guessed what I'm going to talk about. And what I'm going to talk about is George and Tammy. Have oh, you yeah. guys watched any I, of George and Tammy? I have not. It's 
so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. For those not familiar, uh, it is Michael Shannon, probably the most interesting actor of our times, as George Stone, a legitimate drunken lunatic and country music legend. Got a DUI driving his lawnmower. 100%. <laughs> when he was like 70. Yeah, he wasn't you know? young. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, Jessica Chastain as Tammy Wynette. And, like, going into this, man, I would have thought that, you know, Michael Shannon's going to nail this. He's going to be awesome. Jessica Chastain will also be there. Man, was I wrong about her. She is fucking on it at this shit. She can do the Tammy Wynette voice so fucking well and really sell that character. It's really fucking good. So I, one of the first questions any one of you probably have when you're talking about this sort of, you know, Southern accent, country music hick thing is, who is Wally Goggs playing? <laughs> well, Wally Goggs is playing, uh, is playing uh, George Jones' best friend, Peanut. And it looks like they're also giving... Wally Goggs basically all the best bits of everybody from George's band. Like mm. anything funny any of those guys would have said, he's probably just going to say it, which is good. Yeah, I mean, he's the best person to deliver them. Uh, man, I, I, I just love it. It's a great looking series. The great, they do the look, they do the outfits so well. Uh, and I, I'm going to, I want to talk specifically about the first episode and I'm going to do a plug within the plug. Um, so I've talked about, on the show before, a show called uh, Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus. Mm -hmm. Also a Showtime mm -hmm. show. Basically what it was is just people from the inside, in the know, hangers-on from various famous country music and funk stars tell stories, and then Mike Judge would animate them. Uh, the George Jones Tammy Wynette uh, two-parter is fucking incredible. But the great thing about it is, is when you're watching... This first episode, the basically the first scene in this where George and Tammy first meet, and the last scene, which is sort of where things come to a head with uh, George and Tammy's then husband, could seem like some walk the line bullshit. Mm. You know, they seem like some made up, made up shit. But if you watch the tales from the tour bus and the people from there telling the stories, they pretty much do this crazy shit note for note. <laughs> So really worth watching both things. I recommend watching. You can find that Tales from the Tour Bus episode on, on YouTube now. So just watch that before you watch this. It's a good primer going into it. Uh, obviously, they're playing it a little more serious than Tales from the Tour Bus did, but you still get how crazy it is. Highly recommended. Both things better than Transformers. Cool. Very good. Yeah, I got totally swayed on Jessica Chastain after Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, right. On. Yeah, she's great in that. But I think she produced this show, too. She did. And so it's shit she wants to play. Because she did the same thing in Eyes of Tammy Faye. At the end of it, you know that thing where you see somebody really famous as a producer? And it's like, yeah. oh, they were the original lead in this. Yeah. Josh Brolin's a producer on this. Mm. So that would have probably also been that really good. would have also but, been good. But I don't think he would have gotten the weird the way Michael Shannon does. Yeah, I think he could have. He, he, like, now that you say it, like, look-wise, mm -hmm. I think Josh Brolin looks like fucking George Jones. 100. But, yeah, I mean, Michael Shannon's probably, I'm sure, great in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I watched something that I, I someone has already talked about, probably heard on this podcast, uh, but just because it finally came on Netflix, I watched Bullet Train. Oh, right on! Uh, I don't fucking understand why this wasn't a thing that we talked about more. <laughs> it's really fun, It's right? really fucking good! Yeah. Uh, I, I knew when it came out, uh, that there were, like, it was really, like, mixed reviews, both from <laughs> critics and the audience. 
Uh, and, and from what I kind of read from it, it was like, you know, soulless Tarantino inspired knockoff sort of thing. Right. And like, it's, uh, don't get me wrong, 100% like Tarantino inspired. That's like the whole fucking shtick. Right. Uh, but it's like way fun. Like everybody seems to be having a good, a good time in this movie. You know, it's got Bri- uh, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Aaron Terrell Johnson. Why has it got all the fucking three name guys? Uh, Zazie Beats, uh, Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael Shannon. Right. Uh, well, yeah, Brad Pitt is actually probably the worst part of this movie, I think. Oh, there's somebody else famous in it. I don't know. But, it, it, you know, the whole thing is it takes place on a bullet train, and there's, like, just a bunch of assassins killing each other, and, who, you know, who fucking cares what the plot is? Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, it was one of those things where I came in, ex- I don't know what I expected it to be, but I expected it to be just kind of, like, generic action movie. And, I mean, I guess it was, but, like, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I thought it was really creative. It's obviously, it's by... Uh, what is his name? David Leach. David Leach. Yeah, the yeah. same guy who uh, was on the John Wick. He did uh, Deadpool uh, two. He did Deadpool two. He also did, did Atomic Blonde, which I fucking yeah, love. Like Atomic movie, Blonde. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like whatever happened in the reviews when this movie came out undersold it. I think this movie is one of the better movies of this year. Well, I think I said this at the time, but I think the thing that's really good at it about it is it makes fun of the sort of Tarantino tie jumps and yeah. everything being tied up. Yeah. But it's also a good version of it. Yes. It's both a parody and that hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Have you ever watched? Have you watched the the Christian Slater movie True Romance, the Tarantino scripted movie mm. True Romance? Well, I wish you would have, because my in my own head canon, uh, Brad Pitt's character in that survives, and he's the he's star. The same yeah, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. I mean to watch it. I yeah, well, now you should. I mean, I think it's like. I think it's like under two hours. It's supposed to be the actual length of the the train ride that oh, it portrays. Cool. So, also, I just feel like I, I will. I'm, I'm staying off anime this week just to be, just to be a little more accessible <laughs> once a month. Okay, uh, but just just because I think it's weird that it it just it came and went and nobody noticed. I watched the last episode of Rick and Morty this week for this season, a show that was once the the king of pop culture and right. is now just quietly going on in the background being a slightly different version of whatever uh, solar opposites or whatever right. it is uh you know it's fine i i still like i enjoy the episodes i'm I, i'm kind of glad that i don't have like it's not part of a conversation just watch it and, right and that's it uh i've watched every episode but the last episode yeah. i haven't seen that one yet but i think you'd like the second to the last episode I've watched the whole thing. Oh, you watched the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you should watch the last episode because yeah. it, 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 it's a, it's a fun tie-in for the oh, cool. last like couple episodes. Yeah, I've enjoyed this season. Yeah, but, you know, it makes it weird in some spots. the The Beth and Beth episode is pretty fucking weird. It was oh. it's on brand though. It yeah. seemed inevitable. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, Rick and Morty better than Transformers, and Rick and Morty getting less popular also better than Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think next week we're gonna do Avatar. So we all have to commit three hours somewhere in our lives in the next week. I can probably do that. Oh boy, I know. I like. I, I think I will like it, but it is it is daunting. No right. doubt. <laughs> let's if we do Avatar and that movie's three hours and ten minutes. Let's try to make the podcast three minutes and ten seconds. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Please email in again. Those are really fun. I like I like getting to hear from you guys. Uh, so you can reach us at realfunnies@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at Real, Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our, I'm Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.